Hey, it's Jason with the Marketing Podcast Network. As a business-to-business marketer, your needs are unique. B2B buying cycles are long and your customers face incredibly complex decisions. Isn't it time you had a marketing platform built specifically for you? LinkedIn ads empower marketers with solutions for you and your customers. LinkedIn ads allow you to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach your customers in a respectful environment. On LinkedIn, you'll have direct access to and build relationships with decision makers. Of the 875 million users on the network, 180 million are senior-level executives, 10 million are C-level executives. You will also be able to drive results with targeting and measurement tools built specifically for B2B, and they work. Audiences exposed to brand messages on LinkedIn are six times more likely to convert. LinkedIn Ads is also ranked number one for security, community, and ad experience as part of Business Insider's Digital Trust Study. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash MPN and claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash MPN. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, it's Jason Falls. If your company or maybe one of your clients sells to marketers, you look for advertising channels that guarantee business marketers are paying attention, right? Let me introduce you to the Marketing Podcast Network. You're listening to it right now. It's a network of podcasts all about marketing. So 100% of MPN's audience are marketers. Reach them by advertising on the Marketing Podcast Network. Learn more and find our media kit at marketingpodcasts.net. All right, so let's talk about the basics of podcast marketing. The very, very basics, like the foundational level. These are the key elements that, everybody has to have it's not really debatable if you have these or not and i would say this is where everybody should start too it's really the lowest hanging fruit and as i go through all of these steps you'll realize that each of these kind of addresses different levels of marketing as i like to say so some of them are for your short short term success others are for long term success and one thing i want you to keep in mind is when you're marketing your show you got to think about getting people that are listeners every day while also planting the seed to get listeners for the next week, month and year. Right. So let's kind of go through the process of really the main elements that you have to have. you got to have these. If you don't have them, it's going to be really hard for your show to be successful at the highest level. And this also I want to say this, too. It doesn't matter how you want to monetize. Like monetizing will come to you in various ways when you do these parts correctly. So the first one is having a website, having a website for your show is kind of a no brainer. There are a ton of tools out there. You got pod page. Most podcast companies say that they're giving you a website and they kind of do. Um, but it's better to have something like, and I know people don't kill me when I say this as simple as Squarespace, because the truth is when you set up an entire site for your show, it gives you more real estate online for your brand. Obviously, number one, number two is you get more leverage in the SEO game. Search engine optimization, so the keywords you use in your titles and you uh, use in your episodes and stuff become more valuable. Now, every episode you record goes into a blog post. On that blog post, you put the same keyword, the same title in the blog post. Now you do all the SEO work there, the images and all of that stuff. And this is the thing, your articles for your episodes do not need to be 5,000 words. Like that's not necessary. I've seen results with the word count ranging from 500 to 1500. I would say the safest for consistency is a thousand, right? And we have AI tools now that'll really help you out with a lot of this. I would even say, if you are worried about writing it, 
sit down and record your audio and then transcribe that and then put it up on the blog. Pretty simple. It's a lot of ways you can do it. A thousand words, if I'm not mistaken, depending on the speed of how you talk, which is at my pace. For me to speak a thousand words, it takes like, I think seven to nine minutes or something like that. So it won't even take you that long, right? It's pretty easy. So the website is kind of a no brainer. Now it does cost you some money monthly, like 30 bucks a month, or I would say just pay like the 200 a year. It's worth it because in the long run, this is that strategy is going to pay off in six months to a year. Because what will happen is people that are searching for specific topics and specific content, your show starts to pop up, right? For example, if you cover sports and you talk about specific topics, when you have that player's name in the title, you got descriptions or whatever, your show is going to start popping up more and more higher and higher. The longer you do that, it's going to be harder for like an NFL team, obviously, because they're an NFL team. Like they have their own website and their own content. And you got other bigger platforms that are bigger than you. So you have to compete for that. But for most podcasts, if you just did this for six months, you'll start seeing results really fast. And it won't be like you get 20,000 listeners. I'm not saying that. But you'll start to notice 100 people visiting the site and then 200 and then 300. And after three to six, at the three month mark is where you start to really see it kick in. But at the six month mark, you start to see bigger results on the show and you start to build more of an audience because your reach is expanding. You're being discovered. See, we got all this talk about podcast discoverability. The truth is podcasters got to do the right work to be discovered. You are not going to get discovered by just posting content and then sharing it all over social media. That's not going to get you discovered. Sharing on socials is to kind of remind your audience and tell them about it, but that's not going to get you discovered. Because how often have you, you watching this, you listening to this, how often, how many times have you saw a clip of a podcast and was like, man, I got to check this show out. It's very, very rare. I can tell you maybe three or shows I've actually done that for. Most shows, I'm not that interested, bro. Like, I'm be honest with you, like, you posting audiograms all day, ain't gonna cut it. All right, so the next thing that you have to have in your marketing strategy is the socials. Socials are important, but man, we gotta stop relying on them for everything. Like having 10,000 followers on Twitter or a Facebook group of 20,000 people or a ton of connections on LinkedIn or even a ton of Instagram followers, none of that guarantees you a successful show. And I think that's what podcasters believe is like, if I grow my audience on here, then all these people will be listeners. It's not it, man. If anything, I would say for me personally, my desire is to have always, always have at least 20% of my audience on socials be supporting the show. And you know, 20% is a lot. So out of every hundred people was 20 people, right? Pretty simple. And that ideology has served me good, served me well, simply because I'm not expecting everybody that follows me to listen to the show. Like it'd be great if that happened, but that's just not reality. And then when it comes to socials, you got to have a good strategy there too. What kind of content are you posting? What kind of content does your audience engage with? How often do you need to post it? Right? Cause if you're on Facebook, the long written posts work really well. They want to see stories and all that stuff on LinkedIn. They want the long, crazy stories where you lying about stuff. <laughs> like most of the stories on LinkedIn are made up. Let's, let's be honest on Instagram. You got to have good visuals, right? That's what people want to see on Twitter. You could do a thread. All the content styles differ depending on the platform that you're on. Pretty easy to understand. 
But I think podcasters have this issue with trying to use every platform the way that they like to use it. It's not going to work. If I know that Twitter users are readers and they want to, you know, read the content. If I'm great at making videos, that doesn't mean I can go there and force them to watch my videos. It's not going to work. It's just not. I'm not going to get any engagement. It's not going to go over well for me. It's pretty much a waste of time. Now, that same video could do really well on Instagram, right? I connect with my audience there. I share content. That could be what helps me blow up on Instagram. And it depends, you know, the results that you get based on the platform that you choose. But my advice is always to choose one platform and have a secondary. One main platform where you promote the show consistently and then a backup. So for some people, that's like, Doing Twitter as the main and Instagram as the backup. Um, doing LinkedIn as a main and then Facebook as the backup. And you could even throw in TikTok in there, obviously. That's really valuable for podcasters. It all depends on where your audience is. I'm a big proponent of finding where your people are and then go there instead of trying to get them to move over to where you are. You know, it's just easier that way. But socials is something that you should put effort into. But don't, over, don't overwhelm. Don't exhaust yourself. It's not that deep. It is not. I don't want you wasting your time making five Instagram posts a day. And then after two weeks, you're exhausted and you didn't get any followers. You didn't get any engagement. Nobody's listening to the show still. So now you're like, man, I hate social media. No, to avoid that, my rule is to post three times a week on my social platform to promote the show. I'm promoting an episode for that week. I know you're like, man, that's not enough. It is because, like I said, my website, when I post two blogs that week, that's also promoting for me long term. Right. If you're doing all of these strategies consistently, it's not overwhelming. Right. It's not going to be exhausting. It won't be expensive and you're going to get the results. So, like I said in the beginning, the blog is sort of the long term. The socials is for the short term. Now, something else that's kind of in the middle, that's really more of a nurturing strategy is strategy number three, which is email marketing. And. There are a lot of different ways you can do email marketing. You can use the newsletter strategy. You can use automation. And I think it depends on the kind of show that you have. So if you have more of an educational, I want to teach you stuff, I sell digital products type of podcast, you need automated emails that are going out to your audience and your podcast episodes are linked in there. That makes sense. So if somebody signs up and they're like, hey, I want you to teach me how to improve my health then you have a 10 part email sequence over the next two weeks. That's going to send them tips on how to improve their health and episodes from the podcast. Perfect balance. Now, if you're in entertainment, I still think you can have an email list. It's just different from the business side on entertainment side. You should have a newsletter, a newsletter where I would say you're more explicit, more direct, and you give more of, I don't know, like a different level of entertainment. Right? I think that would be really good for most entertainment shows. So, for example, if you have a show that's about movies or whatever, that's your podcast. It would be great if you had a newsletter where, you know, you gave explicit reviews, you were behind the scenes, or you went and found directors and writers to talk to, all of that stuff. That's great for your newsletter because now me as a listener, I want to dive deeper on that stuff, right? Like, if I watch movies, and I'm a big movie guy myself... I want to hear what the director was thinking and how they came up with this concept or how did they set up this lighting? I want to hear from the writer and how they came up with this storytelling strategy. Like, how did you get here? That's good content for your newsletter. So it's really different. The mailing list strategy automation is for businesses. The newsletter strategy is kind of more so for entertainment shows. 
And that's how you really separate the two. Because I get this question a lot. Like, how do I do an email list if I'm an entertainment show? And I'm just telling you to have exclusive content. It could be one thing per week. And I actually think that's the best way to do this is have four different types of content you want to focus on. So it could be news. Another one could be experts. Another one could be behind the scenes. And the last one could be a personal story or something like that, or your personal experiences. And that's pretty simple. Now, every week you can cycle through that and it builds more of a brand long-term. People feel more connected to you. So those are the three basics to marketing a website. Got to have a website. You can use pod page or any of the other ones. I'm telling you to use Squarespace because I know long-term is going to be better for you. You have to be on socials. Just choose one major platform and have a backup. Don't overwhelm yourself and then set up your email list or a newsletter, depending on what kind of show you have. I'm telling you that basic, basic process should make you pretty profitable. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Sarah Panus hosts a great podcast called Marketing with Empathy. Sarah, tell us what these fine folks will get when they listen. Marketing with Empathy is a weekly podcast, and it's designed for brand content marketers who want to connect with their audiences through storytelling and are looking for help to do it better. Plus, like enjoy that recognition, growth, and just joy that comes from creating great work. Awesome. Where can people subscribe? Yeah, head on over to marketingpodcast.net and you will see the Marketing with Empathy show there. Otherwise, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find Marketing with Empathy. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.